the bare necessities, the simple bare Hello and welcome to episode 40. 40! Wow, of that's a shame. I'm Isaac and joining me as always, but with an added proximity this week, it is Declan! Wow. We're together again. It's been a lot of episodes since the last time Quite that was the while, case. Yeah. When, when, off the top of your head? Uh, would it have been, it can't, uh, episode 14? Goodness! Is that for real? That's I mad. So, yeah. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. That was when, that was the one after episode 13. 13. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> which, <laughs> Great followed, which followed episode 12. Fucking madness. Episode 12, of course, out from the car political oh, expose. Of course, yes. Uh, and then 13, the wonderful Children of Thunder. Yep. And 14, the much overlooked Call Hand Lucas. Yes. Go back Great and listen title. to that one. Great bit of artwork. Very poor download figures for that one. Episode. <laughs> it's a real anomaly. Um, look, this is episode 40. There's no two ways about it. Regardless of our own interest in celebration, it is a milestone. Did you ever think we'd make it this far? Not in terms of success, but in terms of just numbers. <laughs> Sheer quantity. <Yeah. laughs> We've stuck to the idea for a while. That's commendable. It's been months. It is. April, May, June, the other ones. It's the longest that we've committed to anything Project between wise. us. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I've had relationships that have been been and gone during this. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I mean in the length of time. What a way to tell your girlfriend she's done. So what I'm saying is I've moved on. I'm joking, I haven't. What a show we have lined up though. We've got all manner of, of features in a sense. The thing is, is that because we haven't told each other what our relative features are, we can't actually introduce <laughs> them. Yeah, they're quite vague. I also, I should start. So I'm in Essex, which is where Declan lives at the moment. And... On the way here, I had to get a train from Liverpool Street, which is not a station I go to or like to go to very often. It's a bit of a shame. Um, And as I was going through the barriers, there must be quite a lot of trains that service different parts of Essex there because there was a big, like, it looked like a stag group and a hen do that didn't really know each other but were kind of merging into one (laughs) horrible coalescence. Into a big marriage. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Into one big, like, third act musical ending. And they were all like dressed. I, I could not work out what the theme was. So here are some of the characters they were dressed up as. Try and guess the link between them. Although, in a shameful way, there's no answer. So okay, I, good. if you're right, then right. just enjoy it on its own merits. <laughs> so there was Charlie Brown from Snoopy. Okay, so already three we're three on... different ones. Okay, so three different Charlie Browns. Yeah. Uh, as in what at different stages of his life one of them was a corpse (laughs) skelly one of them was black (laughs) it was was all over the place mythologically speaking so there are three charlie browns so we're thinking cartoons so far at the moment cartoons cartoons uh except people who have dogs (laughs) except that the next one was uh, there's no two ways about it it was angela merkel <laughs> what a man? How did he dress up as Angela? How did you know? He just had the suit with a big German with a big flag, German badge flag. and like a weird wig that was all like straw hair okay. and just marching everywhere talking about so the Euro. it. Just looked like the scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So we've got three Charlie Browns. It was a group of about I'd say maybe 30, 35 people in total. Three Charlie Browns and Angela Merkel. I made a note of the rest, so let me think. There was um funny you should mention the Wizard of Oz because there was Harry Potter. Okay. Who you remember from the Wizard, the Wizard of Oz? Notably Frank, absent. Frank L. Baum's <laughs> later creation. Very strange. So three Charlie Browns. It's like one of those memory games. Where it's oh, yeah, like, three I Charlie Browns. Angela Merkel. 
Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Um, a Dumbledore. So there you go. A together. Dumbledore. Okay. That's an obvious one. Uh, Greece. Danny Zuko from Greece. Danny Zuko from Greece. Character. Okay. Um, and then what was the really weird one? There was one person who was just dreamt, drenched, I was going to say, drenched in a flag, draped a flag over themselves, but it didn't appear to be from any country. And also they'd like drawn smaller flags within the big flag. Is it people who are pro-life? <laughs> <laughs> Ding! <laughs> You've got it. No, I think that the only theme really can have just been like the one person told them all different themes or, or the, that it was Mental. just come come in the costume you've got <laughs> come in the nearest outfit so they were going and they were taking forever they were taking up like all five of the barriers that i wanted to get through i didn't want to go through all five just one would have done that i'm not greedy <laughs> and they were like fucking around some were trying to do oysters and i don't think that works at the moment and they were sticking tickets in and like generally fucking around as a train pulled up with people coming out and they all they were all getting kind of lit, like loud and, and jeering and excited. And as the final person got through, it, out of just victory and celebration at a very banal event, which is someone putting a ticket in a machine and walking through an automatic door, they all went, yeah, Essex! <laughs> and then one of them went, the only way is Essex! And then this huge man, who must have been about 60, coming off the train went... The only way is bloody getting out of Essex. <laughs> and it just silenced them. Like their whole spirits were just crushed. And they're just like... <sighs> the marriage was off. Yeah, they're just like... Yeah. They laughed, but laughed like, you know, the laugh of someone who thinks they've delivered the final joke in a conversation. Yeah. Only to be upstaged by someone who's been quiet but has a much better one to end. Like they think they'd crescendoed, but then he just barreled in underneath with a much just out of nowhere laugh and they were like the wind just taken out of their sails deflated and just like got what on their train what a phenomenal quietly. public service this man's doing it was good without if, him if could that would have been the worst train yeah. journey of all time he just goes around with like a conversational pin to prick people's balloons of hate yeah. into oblivion so that was my journey if you are that man come on the show that's a shame at bt.org <laughs> <laughs> or ts at shame.city the choice is yours um I think let's lead in with whatever your feature is. Okay. Well, that's fair. Well, I I, I was inspired, you see, by last episode. We've got Proust coming up, by the way, guys. It was uh, it was to do with Proust. Mm. Um, we we started discussing some of our heroes. Oh yes, didn't we? or not or our, or not heroes, but historical, historical people we identified with. Yeah, and uh, our heroes of fiction. Yes. Um, and you suggested that one of mine, quite correctly, mm-hmm. I should add. Um, insightfully, incisively. Well, thank you. Um, was Mona the Vampire? Oh, of course. So she's a nice, normal girl in, in an, an extraordinary, extraordinary world. world. It's not the world is. Bonkers. Show us your fangs. Show us your fangs. <laughs> Show us your fangs. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you're bloody out of fangs. <laughs> Didn't work that time, John. Um, so I decided to have a little look at the old Wikipedia page for oh, the okay. Vampire to see what what quite was going on. Yeah. Um, there isn't a whole lot of explanation. It's surprisingly brief. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is only on for four years. Well, that's incorrect because it was on every single day of my childhood. <laughs> what, what I mean is it only ran for four years, uh, much like Mr. Ben. Yes. I nearly called it Big Ben. <laughs> Mr. Big Ben. Um, they seem to have repeated it. Forever. Yeah. I bet it's even there on There were now. 65 episodes in four seasons. That's a it wasn't run. bad. It wasn't bad. But um, yeah, there's some... I, I don't quite know who wrote this Wikipedia page uh-huh. or indeed who it's for um, because the phrasing in it 
the way that everything is put is very odd mm-hmm. um, for many different reasons that we'll come across as, as we go along. Okay. Um, but we'll start at the beginning. Yeah. Let's, oh, well, I was going to say, let's set up what Mona the Vampire is, but as you're reading the Wikipedia, yeah, article, that, that will be that it. That'll do it. Mona the Vampire is a Canadian children's animated television series that was created by Sonia Holliman. Mm, Holliman. Yeah. That's nice. The series follows the adventures of Mona Parker, who refers to herself <laughs> as, quote, Mona the Vampire. Oh, yeah. As well as her two best friends, Lily Duncan, brackets, Princess Giant, and Charlie Bones, Zap Man. Oh, I forgot about him. He was a right idiot little sidekick. And her pet cat, Fang. I liked him. As they imagine themselves confronting a new supernatural foe or solving a supernatural mystery Mm -hmm. in every episode. Comma. But there are always rational explanations for what they see. (laughs) Uh, Just in case you were were worried. That's not strictly true, is it? Because what they see is always like a monster when what it was is like someone left the window slightly open and like a draft yeah. came in. Yeah, that's a rational explanation. Okay, isn't it? no, no, you're right. That's fine. <laughs> that's a rational reason if to that's see rational, the boogeyman. We need to let a lot of people out who have been sexual. Boogeyman, there's no escape. Okay. Mona the Vampire is based on a series of 1990s children's books of the same name that was written and illustrated by Sonia Holliman. Holliman, she's back. And later, later also by, I couldn't tell you how to pronounce this name if I... Really, really wanted Let's to. Let's both have a go. I think it's <laughs> Declan's Yowin, is like Yowin Oram. Where is it? Point to it. Uh, that's not a name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you're called Yowin Oram. H i a w y n. No one's ever put those letters in that order before that or since. A, it's got to be like a pen name designed to fuck with the children who are reading <laughs> <over> the <laughs> to take it down from within. So there isn't a huge amount to this Wikipedia page, which is a shame. But mm. what we do have is a very thorough character list. Okay. So I thought we'd give the listeners a rundown of who they are. Yeah. Because um, if you don't know it, like, it's it was very much a staple of 90s and early 2000s as well, I would say. Uh, like, daytime, coming home from school, TV. I'd say it had, like, a four o'clock slot. Yeah, it's one of my favourites. Yeah. And they were, what, 15-minute episodes, maybe? They were... There were 20-minute episodes right. with two 10-minute stories in each. Oh, really? Hmm. That's interesting. That's an interesting format they've gone for there, Hollyman. Admirable. I think Pushing it's because the there, there really isn't 20 minutes of narrative in any one <laughs> story. All the stories are, Mona woke up, a ghost. Oh, no, it was just a bee. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Mona's still ill. <laughs> so here we go, the characters. Mona Parker. Mm-hmm. Brackets, Mona the, the Vampire. I'm trying to work out if Mona Parker is slightly punny. Mona Parker. It's like Ona Parker. Did, did she have a Parker, like the jacket type in the show? That is the weakest comedy you've ever it's attempted. Not, it's not supposed to be comedy, it's genuine inquiry, because children's TV shows are usually littered with like characters who are named after Mr. Plod, the policeman with big head. I, I don't think that's the okay, case That's here. not the, the angle. <laughs> Plod with a big head. <laughs> You think that's I why he was called Mr. <laughs> I switched off. Mona Parker, brackets, Mona the Vampire. Oh, yeah. A 10-year-old girl with a vivid imagination. That's one way of putting it. And a naive personality. Oh, that's quite a critical thing to say about <laughs> She's a naive little idiot. Who claims and devotes to be a vampire superhero. I mean, it doesn't matter. She <laughs> devotes to be... It, 
Okay. This is why I'm confused as to who wrote this. Vampire I feel like it Sydney. might have been written by Mona the Vampire herself. Mm. She believes her hometown is overrun with supernatural <laughs> monsters. It was, maybe it's like an immigration thing. Oh, <laughs> She's that's an absolute legit. racist. Yeah. I believe, said Moda, that my hometown it's has ex- been overrun. Dot, dot, swarms dot. of them coming by, across. Uh, <laughs> ghosts and shit. <laughs> she believes her hometown is overrun with supernatural monsters and she plans to stop them all and save the town on a daily basis. <laughs> She's a supernatural monster, she also believes. So how is her morality defined then? Why is it okay for her to attack other people? Because she is a force for good. But only in her own story. She must have the perspective to see that to the ghosts... We're all the heroes of our own yeah, stories. That was very much it? the theme of Mona. <laughs> that boogeyman. He that was, was, was actually just, was a, just doing it for the shadow of a kids. spatula. <laughs> <laughs> Although Mona's imagination... This is, this is one of my favourite sentences on the whole okay. page. Although Mona's imagination can cause trouble at times... Her imagination has proven to be more helpful than not. <laughs> uh, okay, fair. I guess we'll leave that to history. <laughs> to, to a judge. Fang. I like that Fang gets second billing. <laughs> He's the sidekick. Mona's pet cat and sidekick that she ties fake wings around during missions. I like the idea that even Mona seems to be admitting that, the, that Fang's <laughs> wings are fake. He's the only non-supernatural being in the whole show. Does he talk in the show? No. Oh, and he's second... Second Billy. Wow. Imagine, being, imagine being Charlie's Atman Bones. <laughs> no, you've come second to the cat. I'd never work again. <laughs> Fang is her accomplice in the nether realms of her imagination. Oh, what a thing. I know. That's one of his business cards. <laughs> Fang, accomplice in the nether worlds of your imagination. Psychic, fake wing extraordinaire. <laughs> he always follows Mona everywhere. Made him sound needy as fuck. <laughs> Creepy little winged cat. Charlie Zapman Bones. Before Lucy Love Face Giant, whatever she's called. <laughs> we'll get to that okay. then. <laughs> we'll see how right you are. <laughs> One of Mona's best friends. Mm-hmm. He wears glasses and is an intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great sentence. <laughs> Sorry. He is an intelligent, but sometimes scared uh, okay. boy in real life. Right. I like that they say in real life, like... In Zapman fantasy. Yeah. He goes into the fiction world. His alter ego is Zapman, who wears a green costume and is armed with a Zapparama gun. Oh, yeah. Without, they don't explain what that is. Is that just a normal gun, do you think? And, and other types of guns. <laughs> brackets, a water pistol in reality. <laughs> That's the only other type of gun. Charlie is bullied by George at school oh, frequently. That's a shame. I, I'd bully him if he was... If he was running around in a green costume with a zapper, zappermatic gun, or whatever. Stole from his dad's Zapparama. Now, what was it you said she was called? Lucy Fuckface McGiant. That's her. (laughs) That's right. Lily Duncan or Princess Giant. (laughs) Lily Duncan's a very normal name for an extraordinary girl. (laughs) Show us your fangs. Hey, Hey, Lily. (laughs) She had a spin off. It didn't go very well. Hey, Lily. It was like Joey. You can't say Lily after Hey without just taking the piss out of your own concept. One of Mona's best friends. They've done well not to prioritise, but also she only gets one sentence. And also Fang was before both <laughs> yeah. of these idiots. So we know where her allegiances lie. She has a timid and slightly paranoid personality at times. Mm. But <laughs> Sorry, I love this. But she is still helpful to the team. <laughs> Despite that, what she does is she carries the bags. 
She's the one who has to tie all the wings what? on Fang while he claws the fuck out. What I seem to remember is that her costume consisted of one small crown and that was it. <laughs> what was the giant element then? <laughs> Did she just imagine that, I don't know, that the world got smaller? I, I don't even know. Hmm. Not not well enough explored now. No. <laughs> no. Holly Head, whatever your name is. Look, they only had four seasons. They had a lot That's to true. cover. Yeah. You see, uh, Mister and Missus Parker, Mona's parents. Missus Parker is shown to be a stricter parent, mm. while Mister Parker is more light-hearted and clumsy, <laughs> and has an imagination like Mona, allowing her to continue her fantasy life. Do you think it's trying to point out that like mental illness can be hereditary? Yeah, what Huntington's is how you're saying. That's what it is. If the boot fits. Um, I think it's more uh, a kind of comment on how we uh, coddle children Mm. and how perhaps the imagination is a a good way to introduce them to the evils of the world. Yeah, okay. Or they're both fucking mad, either one. Could be, yeah, it's a real (laughs) flip of the coin. Angela Smith, Mona's snobbish rival. Often, Angela boasts about her wealth to her classmates and often enlists George in her schemes to cause problems for Mona. Oh, not problems. Now, you might have thought from that that uh, Angela Smith is that kind of old money hmm. landed gentry type, but no, her parents won the lottery. Oh, that's Explaining an her richness backstory. and spoiledness. So it's a comment on new money and like the nouveau riche. Yeah. The burgeoning middle class that doesn't really deserve to be there. Yeah. And the way in which they're putting down the... The everyman, the, the proletariat, yeah, the common, boldly striving the to vampire. save the world from the God, boogeyman and salmonella and food poisoning. Uh, she plays the role of a female bully in the series. She plays but the role. That's like that's, that's, that's why I was worried because it's like they think these are characters. Even these are real him, people yeah. who are playing characters in a show in which they are characters. But in a way, like everyone's just playing a role in Mona's own fantasy. When Mona goes into fantasy world, does she perceive that anyone else is other than Lillian, Captain Bones, whatever his name uh, is? I think only in terms of how she sees them. Like if the, the guy who runs the bakery is actually a werewolf. Right. He's there, but he's a werewolf. But otherwise people are just... Yeah, otherwise because it's like this, it does that weird like... It, there's puddle, like a puff like, of smoke is what I remember. No, I, no I think, no, it's like a... Like a dissolve. Dropping a pebble right. in, I think. Oh, and yeah. the ripples into the into the nether, which worlds. is a quite druggy effect. Yeah, into it? the nether realms of her imagination. You see, Fang's been there. That's the one. Love Always the following her about. He will not <laughs> stop. I've kicked that captain <laughs> curve more times than you would care to Absolutely mention. Absolutely mistrunchballed it into the next life. <laughs> Amanda Thrip right into the cornfields. Um, but yeah, so but otherwise, everyone else and everything else kind just, of just fades. Uh, all becomes a bit spooky, much like mm. the path. We will be taking oh, yeah. and discussing in the next Towers. episode. Get ready for that, guys. Episode 41 will be big. George Jamel. Okay. How are we spelling that? Could be Jamel. J-A-M-E-L. L. E-L-L. Jamel. I think yeah. Jamel. I like that. Jamel. But, but it's J-A-M-E-L-L. Uh, mm, rubbish name. Very poorly thought out. In yeah. terms of dispelling them, a school bully who mainly bullies Charlie. <laughs> like <he's> got- <laughs> <laughs> that's not how bullies. But work. also bullies several other characters. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. He plays the role of a male bully in the series, the and often role. is seen talking to and negotiating with Angela as a friend. Negotiating with yeah. his friend. <laughs> he's a little salesman. He's, he's negotiating with some of that lottery money. <laughs> he wants in on the middle Look, class. You give me ten dollars, and I won't deck you. This is like social mobility in action. <laughs> mm. He's getting in on the action. 
Madeline Gotto. Okay. Mona's teacher. All these names sound like they're puns that don't exist. That like don't, they've just missed Maybe something. they work in French or something. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Because mm. it's Canadian. Yeah, that's a good... If you're a French listener, then uh, tell us why that's wrong. She's very stern. Oh, yeah, also imagine. has a habit of falling in love easily. Oh, I don't want like that, that from a teacher. Often in, in the context <laughs> of school. She's often exasperated by Mona's strange ideas uh-huh. and arguments for supernatural occurrences, which are ordinary events. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as it's a maths class. I like that this person, the person who wrote this, doesn't seem to have exactly settled on whether it's real yeah. or not. But then the show never really tells us either way, maybe. No, but it, it was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we cut in the it last episode. <laughs> Mona, it just the, cam- the camera cuts and it's like live action. It pans out on Mona. She's and just she's in a psych, in psych ward. ward. Yeah, it's That'd just incredible. <laughs> I'd like to do like dark reimaginings of these things. Like, so we've got Mister Ben from the perspective of the shop shopkeeper. Mona, but it's about actually dealing with mental illness. That would be brilliant. Let's we do could it. do. Bernard's watch from the perspective of someone who's not a stupid, <laughs> time-wasting, in the literal sense, cunt, who, let's remind ourselves, stops, stops time, time to, to do, do the shopping, shopping and, and starts it again reopens it to, to fucking pay. pay. <laughs> fucking the waste. fucking liberal BBC. <laughs> they couldn't even show a bit of time theft. Lazy oh, links. Yeah. Oh, Principal Shawbly. <laughs> Get out. That's, a pun, that's a pun on no language. <laughs> Surely. Yeah. Okay. The strict principle of Mona's school. It makes it sound like there's also a not yeah. strict <laughs> principle. Good cop, bad cop. St. Faith's Elementary. St. Faith. Interesting. So it's about belief and just like, well, if you commit to an idea, does it have value inherently? The yeah. answer, of course, is no. no. <laughs> As we'll get on to later. Um he easily grows tired of Mona's behaviour. <laughs> that makes it sound like he's trying to. <laughs> and is quick to discipline her. Right. So. She's not expelled or anything. No. She, nothing extreme happens. Officer Halcroft. Mm. The chief of local police. Oh. Oh, the local police. Yeah. He's become used to Mona's antics and is quick to offer a more rational explanation <laughs> to Mona's stories, which... Ironically, Mona finds rather outlandish and unbelievable. Oh, that is a good device. I like that. Because they're like there. Yeah. really putting us in her head, her perspective. Yeah. Why that- is she getting the police involved so regularly in these 10 minute stories? Because it's always... Uh, She'd have to call the police by minute three for it to have any like possible <laughs> narrative arc. He normally just turns up at the end to arrest Mona. the not monster. <laughs> to get her back. <laughs> He's come to the big tranquilizer gun. <laughs> Go straight, to sleep, straight Parker. jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Just hangs her on the front door of her house. I think knocks. if we could cut to another character's perspective, Mona's like 60 and she just comes running back to the school every few weeks with another story. Fang is very much dead. No wonder her teacher grows easily tired of her. <laughs> she graduated in the 70s. Dreadful. Fang's actually like a micro pick now, just oh, constantly no. being replaced. Oh, We've got four quickfire ones here. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which has one of my favourite little caveats on the end. Okay. <laughs> There's Mayor Rosenbaum. Good. Illuminati. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the town's mayor. Yeah. Uh, Again, she's really like, her scheming and plot reaches the high echelons of this community. It's very political. Yeah, it really is. It really lay the groundwork for the Hillary campaign. Maybe it's something about 
uh, like Gramsci's theory of the subaltern. Must be. One of our listeners' favourites, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, as Mrs. Bryerson, Mona's elderly neighbour. I she, remember her. She has a poodle named Blitzy. That's a weird name. <laughs> From her time in the war. No, I don't like that at all. Then this is this is my favourite. Lawrence, one of Mona's classmates, semicolon, a minor but recurring character. <laughs> He's there. He was the easiest one for them to draw. He's actually all Everyone the else classmates. is just yeah. him but with different colours. very colors. John Malkovich. And then there's Reverend Gregory. Oh. The local reverend. Oh. <laughs> and that's all of them. No more information about Reverend Gregory. Those were all of the characters. And... To think that it only takes that many characters to create something that's lasting and as, I don't know, t- it touched my soul in a big way. I thought that you might like, we might like to end this little segment with them. Mm-hmm. Um, a moment of silence <laughs> for lost <laughs> television <laughs> greats. Uh, it's the people we've lost wings. this year. Um, no, to, uh, to some of the episode titles, oh, some yeah. of the story titles. They're always good. I mean, there are 65. And because there's two an episode, mm-hmm. there's 130. So we, we won't go through so them settle all. settle in, guys. <laughs> it's going to be another three hours. It's like one of those where they do a like wrap of all the Pokemon or something. <laughs> but some of them are great. I mean, they started, We should obviously, the, the pilot, Attack of the Living Scarecrow, mm. a classic, and the Robot Babysitter. I remember both of those being in the opening credits. Okay. Um, <laughs> episode two started with Von Creepsula Runs Amok. <laughs> Von Creepsula. Yep. Wow. Creeps with a K as well. Oh, that's very nice. So you know it's like Serious. semi-European. Or yeah, something. he's probably got a slightly like an unidentifiable, unidentifiable like German-ish accent. Yeah. Uh, the, and that was uh, twinned with the nefarious computer virus. <laughs> <laughs> that's not supernatural. Uh, the first story of episode three is the best thing I've ever read. Okay. Uh, it's called... The miserable phantom dog. (laughs) (laughs) Arv, arv. That's a lovely image. Can we try and watch that one? That sounds like it's trying to be the the Fry's dog episode of Futurama. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Episode four combined the whirling void with there's no place like gnome. (laughs) No, as in garden gnome. Yeah. Not Chomsky. No. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been his autobiography title. Oh, I imagine. I might email him to suggest that. That'd be so good. This one yeah. sounds like it's about trans rights because it's a sort of pun, but okay. it's the exchange student. Mm. Sounds like it's about chromosomes. Yeah. Sadly, I wonder it was about what that is about. Interesting. Wonder what could that possibly be about? Exchange. It sounds like. Hmm. Money, a financial bent to it. Here's the worst attempt at a pun you've ever you've ever heard. Freaky the snowman. <laughs> no. This, Stop. This one's these two somehow both sound racist. Mm-hmm. In fact, the next four sound racist. <laughs> they went through a difficult patch. Yeah. <laughs> the writer's strike really left them bereft of anyone except Any, racist anyone, Tony. Anyone, anyone left of fascist. There was no one to like okay the episodes. So they just all got the they nod. became thinly veiled metaphors. And that's how we ended up with the dastardly Dr. Voodoo. Oh. Dancing un- <laughs> Sorry. Dancing underpants ghoulie. <laughs> Miss Gotto's haunted house. 
That and sounds like a euphemism for her vagina. Oh, it? it does. She does easily fall in love as well. Well, that was the Valentine's special. And <laughs> cry of the swamp thing. <laughs> thing. I couldn't be bothered to identify it within the narrative. It's just, what, what, what's coming out of the swamp? Is it like it's a monster kind of ghoul? It's a, it's a thing. So yeah, it's like um, if you if I had to describe it as as anything in in particular, it would yeah, it would. It's just you know. It's oh, like, they ended the series with von Creepsula's return. That's clever, circular. Yeah, mm, that's very nice. I hope when he comes back, he'd like boosted his character in a significant way, like he was prepared for what was going to happen. And it's just a really He's sad also episode. Three feet taller. <laughs> Princess Giant has never lived down Got smaller. <laughs> um, they opened series two with Dr. Java and Mr. Hyde slash the second right. episode, Miss Dewey's dismal system. Oh, wow. That's a labored <laughs> concept. I bet Miss Dewey had never been in the show before. And they just wrote her in to justify for that one episode. Decimal joke. And that was it. Tragic. Ventrilo creeps. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even work. There's a software, a bit of software called Ventrilo. It used to be like before Discord and Skype were oh, like right. a thing for people doing games together. So that just sounds like anyone who used that software yeah. ever. <laughs> Limo to Loserville. Wow. That's a more social theme. That's like Ferris Bueller. Yeah. The Hexed Mansion of Agatha Misty. <laughs> <laughs> if I was any way related to Agatha Christie's estate, I would sue that vampire into the grave. That is a dreadful abomination. What? What is this one? Why? You... This is such a beautiful smashing together of cultures. Okay. The ninjas curse. <laughs> you know, ninjas cannot move for a bit of spellcraft from those guys. Hexing all over the gaff. <laughs> they will not stop. Shame on the shaman. <laughs> Flutopia. These are, these are so uniformly <laughs> awful. Their batting average is like just barely above the floor. <laughs> what is now? I can't even, I don't even know what they're going for. Potato fish creepers. <laughs> <laughs> Potato fish, is that a thing? Surely, surely Potato not. Potato fish. <laughs> Nope, just getting recipes so far. Yeah, for creepers. The first thing that came up is actually a bit of news called fish found in African village. As if that's newsworthy. <laughs> that's as if they're taking the piss. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's a comic relief sketch. That's horrible. Oh, they, I mean, I just wonder who was one person, do you think, in charge of all the titles? All I like to think that they wrote 65 titles and then had to build episodes around them it feels like it feels to me more like one of those uh, you know when people share images on Facebook it's like choose your month and mm. your birthday oh, yeah. and the day of your birthday <laughs> the and first the, letter of your surname yeah and, and you your rap name yeah and your MC potato fish creepers <laughs> <laughs> they've got uh, this one's sort of low key quite horrid mm -hmm. um, toys are us Oh, they literally are. <laughs> they us. are us. That sounds yeah. like a dark premise indeed. I would like to see that one. Imagine, say, what? It's about how we're all puppets in the big capitalist mm. game. Either that or people are just turning into Skeletrics all over the, all over the <laughs> shop. <laughs> Can't move for them. They seem to kind of like have, uh, as the series progressed, 
um, moved on to just alliteration, really. <laughs> they That's gave up they with it. Yeah. anything else. Uh, ghastly gargoyle galore. <laughs> they went for that was <laughs> this one. I really I want to watch this one just to see what the the actual premise is. Yeah, uh, monkey see as in the ocean, the ocean monkey yeah. do. The, the wrath of Thor. <laughs> it's just <enough> <laughs> one. and that was tied with the Pied Piper. Now they're just doing other people's just stories. Derivative. The rescue of Queen Mab. Mm. Bit of Shakespeare in there That's for everyone. Nice. <laughs> this, this is, this is a next level. Okay. They, they they found their feet again <laughs> with this one. The Shark Man goeth. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Shark Man is such a shit idea as well. Not only is it a shame of a title, but you know that the whole idea of a Shark Man, because the only reveal that can happen in the Shark Man episode is that he's, he's not a Shark a man. man. Or just a shark. <laughs> yeah, true. Horrible nonsense. What's the very last episode they ever did? Was it called Mona Realises What's Up? <laughs> no, uh, the last one is uh, is very boring. Oh, Bef- just before we sign off, there's uh, a few that um, are troubling. Just in this last this last stretch Towards of the, the final of the series, run. yeah. Uh, the Laser Wizard, yep. Bowling Gremlins, <laughs> Zap Man, myself and I. No nope, nonsense. Uh, this is just branding. Nickelodeon Nightmare. Oh, dreadful. Right. <laughs> Ready, steady, yeti. Ready, steady, yeti? Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. Von Creepsula's day off. He's back. He's back. <laughs> and this time he has leisure. series. <laughs> so he's, he's not doing anything. He was like holding out for his return. Like no one watches these things <laughs> religiously enough to get callbacks. You can't do a callback in a 10 minute It's episode. like watching Lost. You're just hoping that someone's yeah. like coming back for the final series or That's something. Sad. Um, this is, I mean, this will be the, the penultimate one I mentioned. Uh-huh. And I think that we need to watch this because surely no one else can have done so <laughs> or else there would be a big news story. Right. Because the penultimate episode, the second half is called The Suck O 5000. Oh dear. That's when people have sex with Henry the Hoover. It's starring it? the teacher oh, <laughs> who no. falls in love each with easily. With haunted cavern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. The last episodes were called Medusa's Revenge and The Fearsome Forecasts. <laughs> Haunted weatherman. Wow. It's going to be ghosts <laughs> and rain. <laughs> More tomorrow. Well, Sleet, hail and phantoms. I'm sure they're all on YouTube because it's it's recent enough Must that YouTube be, yeah. coexisted with it being broadcast, yeah. unlike Mr. Ben, which predates <laughs> our concept of imagery <laughs> for the most part. Um, so we'll watch some and get back to you in an update, guys. But if you have any Mode of the Vampire stories, uh, TS at shame.city. So in an, a characteristically impromptu fashion, yes. minutes before we started the show, it occurred to me that we were going to mention at some point to kind of prep people and psych them up that next week's going to be, or Wednesday, which is also next week, yes. is going to be our Alton Tower special. We're, we should tell people a bit about our plans like our travel arrangements uh, yeah. it's all a bit nonsense so we're gonna have to go to bed in about one minute <laughs> to get up on tuesday <laughs> which is two days to pre- just to prepare yeah. really so we it's drive like up cryo sleep <laughs> <laughs> we drive up how long is it going to take four but, days uh well it's 
It's about a three and a bit hour journey, but we have to go on the M25 at rush hour, so Fun. seven hours. See you next um, year. Optimistically. And we're staying over, right? We booked an Airbnb. and a For 24 quid. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. <laughs> Preposterous. And in hindsight, this may be one of those things where in the documentary it will say, for 24 quid, you'd have thought they'd have realised at this point <laughs> that they were in for a definite murder. Just nights before their hubris was, <laughs> was playing. Well... We were on Airbnb. We were both browsing it separately, looking through what was available. And the two places that bear mentioning, other than the one we ended on, the first one I put in for two people. And it tells you, like, what the sleeping arrangement's going to be loosely. Because it'd be like, if you're a couple, you'd have, it'd be like one bed. So you get one bed. This one, it said two people, ten beds. So it's like, <laughs> okay, this seems decadent, but fine. And we both get to really spread <laughs> I'm in a different house. So that one was fun. But then when I lowered, uh, or no, I increased the radius so that there must be like a business for people who are staying around Orton Towers where they know that people are going to come up and want yeah. to stay before they drive back the next day. Because it's a long drive to do with a whole day of, of fun in between. Um, so when I broadened the, the search radius, somewhere came up that was like, preposterously cheap and I clicked it and it described itself as a delightful shepherd's hut <laughs> it cost about I think they paid you three pounds but you, you're left with a big scar and a, a light abdomen <laughs> a you nightmare. certainly couldn't drink as much as you used <laughs> you to. left with the prospect of dialysis and sepsis in your immediate future. <laughs> so that was a shame but the place we ended up getting like you say 12 quid each and it, it looks really nice but when we were scrolling through, um, maybe I should get it up and see if we can find the exact wording. I can't remember. It basically said all the normal stuff like situated in the classic property style, situated in delightful, wherever the fuck it is, uh, told you like the amenities, talked a bit about the hosts. And then at the bottom, it was like, by the way, <laughs> I am a licensed therapist. So if you want any therapies during your stay, please indicate this in your, uh, I don't know what they call it, like, Pitch. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've got a great idea. There's me. There's your bed. Let's make it happen. Twelve quid or nearest offer. Or I'll, I'll go to the delightful shepherd's hut. They, they, they have asking for it. <laughs> um. And so I was like, okay. Well, this is an unusual concept. There were no photos to indicate the kind of setup there. So in my head, we both jumped to assuming it was going to be like counselling, like yeah. psychotherapy. That's Psych- what therapy it generally means. That, it? means not, it's yeah. not going to be aromatherapy. Probably, no. Because I feel like if you're so brazen as to devote your life to aromatherapy, which I'm sure it smells lovely, but it's not going to save the world. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not doing any good. I told this. I was, it's not medicine. I mentioned this the other day to someone, but my an ex-girlfriend's aunt, she came or like her dad's side of the family was just, they all did like the maddest things of which the maddest was that her aunt, they were Polish and they'd been living in the UK for like their whole lives. But she decided at the age of about 50 to give up a career as like a high powered something or other and to learn aromatherapy in a big way because she was going to move to Palestine and solve the Middle East crisis. (laughs) So like that was her That's such a great leap. Like the leap from any high powered career to aromatherapy is enough. But to decide then that that's what's been missing yeah, all so, these well, years. With all this power and money I currently have, I can't 
really do much to help. <laughs> but the vector of olfactory <laughs> enjoyment. I tell you what, I, if, if there's anything that can bond people, it's candles. <laughs> yeah. It's scented candles. I mean, we'll get Hamas, we'll get Israel at a table and be like, guys, everyone loves vanilla. Come on, <laughs> let's work with me here. I don't know. Uh, efforts are still ongoing on that yeah. front, as you may have heard. Um, but we assumed then, as you would assume, that it was going to be, yeah, like therapy where you sit down on a sofa and talk about your life. So Declan wrote this email that we were going to pitch again with pitch, but we were going to send that was like asking for couples counseling. (laughs) And I didn't send it because what I found out quite quickly afterwards, when she replied to my first, like when I bid, I still don't know any of the (laughs) applied, bought, I guess it's just like rented. Yeah. Yeah. The room. She was like massage chair out of action. Was the one message? That I no, got. I don't know if she means now. She's just telling me what's going on now. But maybe oh, by see. the time we go, it will be ready again. So we're going. Basically, the plan is drive up to Alton Towers. Do that. Do that. Do Alton Towers. We'll have a lot to tell you about. There's there's the hoops fucking up spooky path. Like there's <laughs> going to be hours of content on that alone. <laughs> I think we should record. We should try and make it like a proper. Gimmick podcast yeah, that's them. <laughs> where they like intersperse us talking now yeah with like she did serial style yeah, where we'll we just in. kind of fade out a bit into the interview and I'll like make sure to blow into the mic a bit so people know that we're outside and there's yeah. weather around us and anything <laughs> could happen <laughs> so we'll have that we'll get some therapy of some description <laughs> I'm not leaving without it <laughs> I'm gonna hold these people at gunpoint until <laughs> therapy is sent my way which may be sooner than you think if that's your attack vector and then we're going to drive back. But all of which is to say that before we went and to just set up the idea of Alton Towers for people who are from this country but haven't been or who are from around the world. You haven't gone and got some more reviews been. again, have you? Oh. I went on TripAdvisor and I've sorted by terrible. Good. <laughs> so I don't want to hear the good reviews. We know it's going to be good. I've not uh, read through these in advance. I haven't cherry picked any good ones. But in my experience, the best for this in my experience is when you get like Just Eat Takeaway or Deliveroo. And you click on the reviews of like Bob's Chinese restaurant and there will be like a preposterous amount. There'll be 8,000 reviews for yeah. the last day. And every one of them. Has you were probably own. paid to write some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. But all of them will have their own angle because they say so much more about the writer than what they write. Oh, about. absolutely. Because the skill of the reviewer that you only really appreciate when reading just random people's reviews of stuff is to kind of abstract themselves you have to the remove process. yourself from, yeah. from it and stop talking about things like this one star reviewed yesterday so bodes well for us CBB's land took my son today who's a three <laughs> that sounds like out of ten <laughs> he's an ugly cunt I thought he'd fit right in that's a thought part callback guys keep up and thought he would enjoy it but a complete waste of money he never enjoyed himself <laughs> the whole place was undated and dated. <laughs> it was a place was outside of time, but also in the past. <laughs> no entertainment, as we had to queue for half an hour. Is that is that it? Overall, there really is not much for them to do. So well overpriced for no reason. This is a lovely sentence. The food is overpriced for crap. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the food at I all. I don't mind paying for crap so long as <laughs> like the price is right. <laughs> Uh, the food is overpriced for crap I didn't enjoy the food at all neither did my son spat it straight back out (laughs) no wonder he's a fucking three he's walking around with KFC all over his dinner jacket 
The day was a complete letdown. And then to add insult to injury, you have to pay six pounds to park. We paid about six pounds quid to park. This joking with us. It's safe to say I'll not be going back to other people with families. <laughs> I think she's saying it to other oh, people with families. Be, okay, but she has said it's safe to say I will not be going oh, She's back got it very wrong. I'm not family. defending this person. Uh, Paul from Doncaster. That was Leone008, who is a river. <laughs> Her profile picture. She's visited one city and made one contribution, which is a damning indictment of a human. Thank you one. for that, Leone. If, if you're going to contribute once, that's a good one to have. Uh, Paul from Doncaster. He is a lovely little country hut. One contribution, one city visited. If I could give a zero, I would. Interesting that they don't let you give a zero. Having arrived for a last week of the summer holidays adventure, I was greeted with a scene of has absolute he, I hope, chaos. Has he, has he hyphenated all the was in last no, week of the summer holidays adventure? Also, if he's gone this week, surely the summer holidays have finished. What time, what's the date, by the way? It's finished, like two yeah, weeks ago. 25 days ago, bastard Paul. Um, Maybe that's it. Like, he went by himself yeah. without the kids. <laughs> <Not> confused. <laughs> Um, I was greeted with a scene of absolute chaos. That's nice of them to put that out front. Yeah. <laughs> no staff could be seen to assist with the massive, scare quotes, cues. I use that term loosely It was as it was more a scrum of people oh. fighting to be first to be ripped off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lampooning. This person thinks he's Jay Rayner. <laughs> this is brilliant. After barely moving three feet in 15 minutes, I eventually made it to the ticket kiosk after 45 minutes of smoke-induced trauma. I don't know if that means that each of those minutes counted as three because of the smoke. Yeah. This is when the day became utterly obscene. (laughs) Having a voucher that allows for a free entry for a second person with the purchase of a full-priced adult ticket, I was expecting to pay the already expensive cost of £56. However, the girl on the kiosk refused to accept my voucher, I was forced to pay £108 for me and my 13 son, 13 year old, I see. He's my really attractive. <laughs> he just makes the other one feel like yeah. a minus eight to enter the park. What followed was a day of queues and expensive refreshments. Upon returning home and writing an official letter... Oh, he's that kind of person. Oh, fuck. Official official letter I love that he wrote an official letter and came here. And then imagine moaning about this. I was offered the chance to return to the park for only £10. What? What can I say? Instead of refunding the cost, they want me to pay another £20 plus extra refreshments <laughs> and the car park cost of £6. Again, <laughs> why have, why have we, we been, been ripped off? Avoid this place. They're only interested in ripping you off. Now, where's the one that has a very odd phrase in it about the... So, for people who don't know, if it was international news, so you may be like tangentially, it might be like the back of your mind. But last year or the year before, year before. there was a, there's a ride at Thought Park, Alton Towers, called The Smiler. And God chose that to be his vehicle for <laughs> ironic punishment when there was, I think, one car like crushed, crashed into an empty one. Yeah. And the people inside were crushed. None of them died, but they were quite young. One of them's a one legged model now. Oh, she I just didn't had that. a catwalk debut yesterday, I think it was. Wow, that's so, cool. Um, Oaks London Fashion Week. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, they, they were quite young. They were like 17 and 19 and 20s. And I think the whole front row had to have their legs amputated. So, grim. Now, do not visit. The website is lying to you. One star. From an account I've only just noticed is called Alton Liars. <laughs> <laughs> More like Alton Liars. Zing! <laughs> from Nottingham. Now, this person's angle 
And this is, again, a good example of when the review says more about what they're preoccupied with than any objective statements about the park itself. Their angle was very much about public transport. Two of us decided to go based on the Alton Towers website, quote of buses run to and from the resort throughout the day. So already, that's the only reason. That if that buses go if there, they said buses I'm in. Go to the abattoir. We would have spent three days there. Let me tell you. Got a train to Nottingham, thirteen pounds. <laughs> Found out the bus sounds like a start of a shit country song. Thirteen pounds. Found out the buses only run once a day from Nottingham at nine fifteen a.m. And then, in more pointless detail. <laughs> bus station is under construction so we couldn't find the bus stop which we then found was right outside the station (laughs) (laughs) where had they gone how had they missed it ended up getting a return train ticket from nottingham to oh atoxeter via derby 20 pounds 60 that took over an hour i have a weird story about atoxeter okay go on um in that when I went to Orton Towers with my family years and years ago, mm-hmm. um, we had literally just driven past the sign for it. Yeah. And um, we were listening to the radio. And on the radio, as that happened, they started interviewing someone from Atoxeter. Oh. And we were like... It wasn't what? just Atoxeter FM. No. They always no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we only interview people <laughs> from our local locals, area. locals, for locals. Yeah, no, it was like... Radio 2 or something. And you didn't think that that was like Jesus telling you to pull over and buy a lottery ticket. For get, a, get a return yeah. from Nottingham for £13. Pounds. <laughs> now, their review goes on for paragraphs of detail about trains, the distance that each train travels, uh, how much they've offered taxis at various points, because turns out there was no bus service. Oh, so no. Heavily deluded. But then they get on to, after much rambling... Uh, and talking about cereal boxes, reviewing the rides themselves. Six big rides. They did manage to get there then? Eventually. Okay. It, it sounds like like it's long enough that this could be like a month-long travel journal. <laughs> the intervening bit. That's so they got there at 3.50, park closes yeah. at four. So let's get the, uh, the reviews for the rides. Because there are six, as we discussed, like no matter what way you spin it with a theme park, there's not that much there. No. Six big rides. VR didn't work on what used to be air. So that's what <laughs> Do you reckon they still had to have the headsets on? <laughs> just, just riding dark. the dark. That'd be nice. I'd like to try that. Sensory deprivation roller coaster. So, Nemesis was okay. That's it. All right. That's Nemesis done. What, Tick. what voted the best? It was, it was okay. Inverted roller coaster. Nah, in, it was okay. It's fine. It's fine. Why say anymore? Rita waited ages for, for two seconds of no thrill. Would imagine it's only good if you wait for two minutes, then sit at the front. 13, unexpected drop, disappointing. <laughs> Oblivion wasn't working. Spinball Wizard looks like it's going to snap. <laughs> okay. That's not, a, if, I mean, well, that's not a review. Had to queue for an hour because it was the end of the day. I don't know what they mean by that. Um, now, the Smiler one is particularly odd. Smiler is just too weird for me to go on whilst I'm having fun. Someone isn't. <laughs> What, what do they mean? What does that, that mean? It's true of any right. <laughs> you going on fucking nemesis is not going to save poverty. Like, there's always going to be someone not enjoying themselves while you're having. Fun. I can't. It, it would be obscene of me <laughs> to go on to a go ride on. called Smiler. <laughs> well, well, I while, won't be smiling while aromatherapy is yet to end the conflict in Palestine. Altogether, 
about 11 rides, half decent ones weren't working. Mine train, log flume, in the whole place. This is a cumbersome sentence. Excluding anything in CBB's land. Everything else that used to be there has been demolished. So spent more time walking around, must be on the spooky path, and waiting than actually on rides. Spent more money on travel than on the entrance. That's a nice, like, repetitive phrase there. Don't bother eating there. £8.99 for a single chicken's leg. (laughs) (laughs) So in essence... You have to pull it off yourself. (laughs) So in essence, I don't understand what they mean by this. The ticket is equivalent to six chicken's legs, six small potatoes, and three litres of orange aid. So specific. But you'll get a bargain bucket and a snack box from KFC for £15. So you can see where I'm going with that. <laughs> I've never been able to see less of your point. I've never been more misled by the opening of a sentence. It's such a baffling concept. And then he goes back to describing the, the train journeys back <laughs> and includes, for your viewing pleasure, photos of his tickets. His train tickets, I should add. Alton Towers replied to it. Thanks for taking your time to review Austin Towers. And <laughs> most of Britain's rail <laughs> and infrastructure. Rail. We're sorry to hear that there are aspects of your visit that proved to cause issues. <laughs> aspects is a 98% This it. is a lovely bit of passive aggression, though. We do try to advise to check the bus times directly, <laughs> as the service is not provided by us. Rest assured that we're very grateful for all feedback and will act upon such. That's a horrible sentence. Your comments have been duly noted. We hope to welcome you back soon. Um, dated, one star. Resort is all about making money from the car park charge. Six pounds. To the people <laughs> selling refillable mugs straight after you walk through the gates. Rides are dated. Well used. Horrible. Went to water park five days ago. It's September. The outdoor slides was closed. We was on our way back to Wales. Thought it'd be a good idea to go to the water park. It's not worth 15 pounds. We paid more than that, but we'll leave that as well. And last one, uh, which has the captivating title. And this has been like a lot of interest has gone on here. There's been a lot of voting on it, replies to it. And it's also someone who's done reviews before. One star from Emma, who is a ski, uh, ruined my son's birthday. My son, who's a three, was let down and disappointed. And disappointed. Together, yeah. We added a child's birthday package to our booking. And was it wasn't his birthday, but we just wanted <laughs> Thought, more. Why not? Reassured that it could be presented during our visit to the restaurant on his special night. We booked a table online and included our request and booking reference. At the restaurant, we spent over £100, but we were then informed that the child's birthday package, sounds like a horrible sentence, uh, was unavailable. My son was disappointed, especially as staff and guests celebrated birthdays in other areas of the restaurant, but he was reassured that his birthday treats would instead be waiting for him back in his splash landings room. He rushed into the room and found nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Not even the beds. They'd stripped it bare for his birthday. Here's your birthday, kid. Gets worse every year. I went to reception and a young girl, doesn't say she worked there, had no explanation. (laughs) Just accosted someone. (laughs) You! What happened to my son's birthday? She was was four. She was just in tears. I left frustrated and angry. My son's birthday was ruined. I returned the next morning and I was given a refund for the birthday package, uh, but received no explanation or apology at all. I felt this lack of understanding. (laughs) That makes it sound like it was waiting in a box. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Um, I felt an apology or even a small gesture of goodwill towards him, such as a little soft toy. They did refund it. Yeah. 
would have made him feel better, but the staff member who issued the refund did not even acknowledge him or his birthday. <laughs> not even a happy birthday. It was a real elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was wearing eight different badges, carrying a cake, party anything, hat. Anything any else Any plans? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to say anything to my, to my boy here? Look at him. He's... No. Looks like your jacket's heavy. Looks like a bit of a three there. <laughs> Can't have this little soft toy. Just burnt it in front of him. So I think we did this before Thought Park looked at the reviews. Yeah. And they were all uniformly bad. So it doesn't... For me, though, it sets up a better day because not only does it lower my expectations for them to then be uh, just met. Yeah. If the ticket's worth more than six potatoes and chicken's legs, then we're already in the money. But also, if we can find out any of these people like if we can find where they are if we can find out why we've been charged <laughs> two and a half times the, the parking, of the then i'd be extremely grateful it would be good right let's go on to priest yes let's it for an hour i remember you, i said in the last episode that four questions in a row were basically the same question and have they made it five no 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 but we've still got more of them to go oh i see because we've had, so the last ones were, who are your favourite writers? Who's your hero of fiction? Which historical figure do you most identify with? And now we have question 30 for this, our 40th episode. Who are your heroes in real life? Who are your heroes? Amona the Vamp? Oh, no, 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 no. In, um, in real life? Yeah. Okay. Don't give me Mona Parker as if that, that counts. <sighs> Not even a pun. <laughs> She's got... She's got a cagoule. <laughs> it's very deliberately, though. They meant something, but there's a real bite behind its lack. Um, I don't have heroes. You can, you can say me. <laughs> it's fine. Like, I know because we're face-to-face now. I'll try and look away, but feel free to gush. No, I don't oh, have heroes. <laughs> wow. Well, now that's just insulting. Um, how about... Oh, what, you were going to say me, then? Oh, no. Sondheim. No, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't you can't that. say Sondheim again. Sondheim's my answer to all these questions. No, but I was you reading can't have them. him for all of them. What is the quality you most like in a man? Sondheim. <laughs> when and where were you happiest? Sondheim. Sondheim. If you could change one thing about yourself. What's your greatest extravagance? Where would you most like What's to What's the live? depths of misery? What's your most treasured possession? Oh, dear. We're going to see, we should say as well, on Friday, we're going to see a Sondheim show, Follies at the National. So I don't know that we'll have that much to talk about because I'll probably be rendered speechless and just broken by the whole event. Isaac, Isaac will never talk again. I'm so anxious. Like, I feel more anxious for this than I did at any other point in my life. Why this in particular? Any time I go and see something that I know I'm going to like, I feel like extreme anxiety. Did you feel this way about going to see Britain? Yeah, oh, I was on edge for days. And when, <laughs> do you remember when we saw this? This is Bryn Telfoy, my favourite opera singer, in Sweeney Todd. Uh, and... I was already anxious, sat down. There was a big rake. So that's that the, my company <laughs> was made anxious by the big rake. So that was just adding to it. And uh, my company makes it sound like I took people on a work. Yeah. Out. Come on guys. Uncle Isaac's taking us out to Sonder. <laughs> we had a big trip out. But then if you remember, they flubbed the opening for that because the conductor was basically out of time with the orchestra and Bryn. So it's the do, 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 do. And he came in. But then the whole thing like started slowing down while he was tr- like trying to speed up. And so that, I, I could have fainted. I felt very <laughs> ill. I felt like sick. And I Good thought, job I didn't notice. No, I kept it all to myself. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, obviously the answer's going to be Son Tom. I can think of more people. Yeah, okay, we'll go on them. Heroes in real life. Uh, maybe it's more interesting if we break it down into like different areas of, of real life. So artistic hero. Yeah. Moral hero. Yeah. Uh, political hero. Culinary hero. Uh, Instagram hero. <laughs> Vampire hero. <laughs> I think, yeah, okay. So like artistically, it's going to be people we've already mentioned. Yeah, almost certainly. Sondheim. DeLillo. Faulkner, me, all the greats. Um, <laughs> piano, you piano, you conduct, you, you orchestrate. <laughs> That's an in-joke that no one else nope, will ever just have a chance of getting. That's just unfair. Maybe we should release that footage one day. Just that clip. Yeah. All right. um, so how about Hero? They can't have anything to do with art. They've got to be artistically bankrupt, but still heroic. Who would that be? Hmm. That's an interesting theory. What about like a philosopher? Because some of them are thoroughly artless. Yeah. AC Grayling. But he writes quite nicely. Yeah. Too arty. Push him out. All right, gone. Yeah, bin. How about uh, a biblical figure? Who's artistically inspired me? No, not artistically, just any My kind. biblical hero. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's got Mine's to be. Mine's the whale that ate the <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> he was a real go-getter. He saw what he wanted and he, he ate went it. For it. <laughs> Swallowed it whole. It's really been my motto. Yet? Is it like in Pinocchio, where they set a fire in the whale and then he vomits them out into Pinocchio's house? And then he just the whale just crashes into, into the wall. Yeah. Is that what happens in Jonah and the whale originally? Find out. Jonah and the whale. Doesn't he just sort of wait it out? Well, (laughs) eventually the whale gets bored. The story spits him out. This is an amazing find already. So I've been taken to BibleStudyTools.com. Good. Um, Oh fucking hell! There's a weird picture for it. Oh, that's it's like a weird clip art that, but all the elements are taken from different scenes. So the whale comes from like a nightmare, and Jonah comes from caveman days. (laughs) We serve a god of second chances. Is the the theme? Yeah. This is a summary on the biblical account of the Jonah and the big fish. (laughs) You can read more. What do they mean, the big fish? God sent a big fish. Some call it a whale. (laughs) To swallow Jonah and to save him from drowning. While in the belly of the big fish, brackets whale, Jonah prayed to God for help, repented and praised God. For three days, he sat in the belly of the fish, whale. Then God had the big fish. They're doing this deliberately. They're fucking they must. Awesome. God <laughs> had the big fish, whale, throw up Jonah onto the shore. Okay, well, there you go. wasn't like Pinocchio. Um, so Jonah or, or the whale, which is your... Oh, the whale. Okay. Shall I keep picking like biblical pairings and you tell me who's the more heroic? <laughs> okay. Goliath. <laughs> That's an obvious choice. David is a little idiot. Yeah. He could barely throw a slingshot. Samson and Delilah. Oh, got to be Delilah. Delilah. She took initiative. She got she got a dollar for that hair shaving. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, she wasn't going to take me. She was an entrepreneur. Mm, clever. Um, how about I was going to say Pete, Simon, Peter, and whatever, but they're the same person. There's a lot of instances in the Bible where they just rename characters with no explanation for it. Abraham, God's one day is like, mate, it's Abraham now. <laughs> It's just supposed to be like, okay. Is that like a smaller version of when he does the whole Isaac thing where he's just fucking with him to test how 
well he'll go along with God's stuff. just God's just got like his mates round yeah he's like Watch calling this. him up <laughs> he'll do anything <laughs> you, you know, yeah. hey, mate, he's an absolute get, he's a gullible prick called? Isaac yeah no get a, get a big knife get Isaac he's gonna do go up uh, up the mountain and Lucifer's like come on mate like you don't have to make him slit his throat he's only got one kid at the moment he's just got to stop but maybe that is just the theme is that God can just change whatever he wants and you just have to accept God really wasted that power on we- just name changing <laughs> <We'd> have- <laughs> he could have changed like evil into none <laughs> famine into plenty um okay how about a hero of the storm? <laughs> yes. No, a hero of like political or like a, an academic hero. An academic a hero, hero. Of, of the academy or an associated disciplines, not art. If they've written a poem, they're disqualified. Baudrillard. And why? Um, because he managed to create a style of writing that people all thought they were capable of. Uh-huh. Uh, and it ruined a whole intellectual movement <laughs> because everyone decided it was just full of cunts. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but also I think he's got like a phenomenal take on, on the world. I, I, I just admire the balls of uh, writing uh, an essay called the Gulf war will not take place just as it had been announced that it would. <laughs> and then to follow that up during the war by writing one called The Gulf War is Not Taking Place. <laughs> and then after the war to finish it off with The Gulf War Did Not Take Place. It's I a think, hell of a trilogy. And, it, and he literally like begins, or no, he ends the first essay by saying, by completely undercutting every one of his critics by going, of course it's actually happening, <laughs> but there'd be no intellectual like value in saying yeah. that. So let's say that it's not <laughs> and see what we can find. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Mine's going to have to be Gordon Pennyfarthing, whatever his name was, who wrote on the propagation of pseudo-profound bullshit. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's an amazing... <laughs> he is, that is all hero. of our intellectual yeah. heroes. Um, okay. Number 31, this is going to be a quick one. And then I think let's leave it there. Yeah. Um, 35 in total, so don't worry. Proust is back in a big way <laughs> on Wednesday. Number 31, what are your favourite names? I assume it doesn't mean of the ones that you've been given. No. Just for... It's a one for question. a boy, one for a girl? Uh, I don't know. It could mean just of objects, though. Or brands. Yeah. Well, let's well let's do all. Oh, so okay. uh, for people, for people, one for a boy, one for a girl. Are you allowed to say Isaac? Are no. you allowed to say? <laughs> I am, but I won't be. Well, Isaac's obviously a great. Might be Jacob and Beatrice. Oh wow, that's very. I would not have expected that. That's a very throwback selection. Why? I don't know. I think Why there's Beatrice? just Beatrice. Uh, that's the name of that horrible rabbit. I know it's not. No, you've got that wrong (laughs) in every sense. Um, I don't know. I just think it's quite sweet for an old name. It doesn't necessarily sound to me old lady. Beatrice, bring me teeth back. We can shorten it to B. Yeah, we can shorten it to B. (laughs) Isaac, (laughs) I'm always calling you B. (laughs) With the right attitude. And I don't know. Jacob is like a a a simple name, but sounds... uh, Simple, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. It's uh, it's relatively commonplace, but also sounds quite profound. I think. Okay, Isaac and Jacob. Have uh, so our 
our, our, so our friend Jacob is in Jacob I've met once. <laughs> Jacob I've got annoyed, got like spooked because I sent him an, an article <laughs> yeah. based on the one conversation we've ever 12 had. 12 years ago in the eclipse. Um, okay. Jacob, what is, is Isaac Jacob's dad? Yes, I think he is. Now, other than Isaac, which is a great name, I would go with, I like Bernier names. Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like space-related names. I was just yesterday thinking, as it plunged into Saturn, completing its mission, Cassini, could you call someone that? Could that be a child? I feel like you could. I think you wanted them to be bullied. Cassie, for sure. Or Cini. <laughs> I really hate the name Cassie, but that's uh-huh. because I knew a monstrous girl called Cassie at primary school uh, who once spat in a hat and tried to put it on me. Spat in a hat? Was that the follow-up <laughs> Dr. Seuss? You got really dark. The spat in a hat comes back. <laughs> it's just an anthropomorphic it's a, bit of saliva. It's a bit about... It's a sort of piece about hepatitis. <laughs> um, I like names like Andromeda. That's another space name. It's a galaxy. Yep. I like names like... Pluto. The moon. <laughs> Uh, Uranus. Yeah, it's another classic. Yeah, just that sort of Imagine stuff. if you named your daughter Neptune. Oh, that'd be sick. Goddess of the sea. What would it be for short, though? Neppy. That's horrible. That's a racial slur. Is it? Is it actually? Oh, it's very close. Oh, no, I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're quite pretentious, all those names, but I feel like you've got to go for it. Yeah. I think if you give someone... I mean, this is obviously doesn't hold up in reality. Although there are elements where it does, like nominative determinism stuff, like Thomas Crapper. Yeah. Uh, Bill Windows. (laughs) (laughs) Bob, Prime Minister. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if you give someone a weird name, I feel like their personality has to accommodate for it. I mean, I'm an example of this. I have a stupidly long, weird name. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you have to... You can't sell it. And then oh, you're well. stupidly long. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners who haven't seen it. It's like Mr. Tickle coming into I the like room. After Mike TV gets stretched, <laughs> which they never show in the film, or in the Alton Towers ride, which is since defunct. They show it in the remake. Do they? Yeah. And yeah, and he walks out. That's horrible. Yeah. That's a very upsetting bit. He goes to show why they didn't show it. Far Imagine them trying to do that in the 70s. <laughs> They'd have had to actually stretch something. <laughs> They'd have filmed him from 80 feet below. <laughs> Okay, space names. But now let's do favourite brand name. Okay. You Have you got one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. No, let's not. It's too corporate. We're not sellouts. No. Yet. Give it a no, few not more yet, yet. <laughs> I like, um, do like FedEx why? as a name. I don't know. I, I like, like it as a logo. It has that the logo is cool, yeah. That was a secret once and now everyone knows about it. Um, FedEx is quite nice. How about just a simple... Royal McDonald's. <laughs> U- the P- the post office. <laughs> it's a brand you can trust, ultimately. Um, we've got an email. I don't have it. Do you? <laughs> we had another email from listeners may remember. Was it last episode or the episode before? I think the episode before. From the old podcast Pangolin. P.P. We refer to him as internally in our memos. He's been back in touch via the conduit, the anonymous conduit, um, who, who speaks on his behalf. Yes. And he, I replied with basically, it was just gratitude and kind of groveling. I think it was good. Yeah. We we were um, bold, but subservient. We made our case, but we made sure that he knew where he stood. He was the boss. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, remains. Yeah. You don't want to fuck with anything so. that has claws like that. No. So, or with a vessel. No. So he got back in touch. 
Shame Babies is horrible term. The title of the of the email. Yeah. Greetings. Uh. I bring forth more wisdom from the podcast Pangolin's shiny shiny scales. Mm, double shiny. And then here is this is a direct quote. Oh oh right. Do we need to like have a moment before we read anything from him? Are I there any I thought you were going to, to suggest observe? doing a voice and I thought that could only be offensive <laughs> <laughs> to oh. both to all races and species. <laughs> and um, so here we go. Okay. Praise be unto him. <laughs> I'm not going to do that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my shame babies. I see that your audio fruit is gestating nicely. I imagine he talks like this. Shame babies. <laughs> I see your audio fruit is gestating. Something marvellous. The podcast Pangolin is not a Crash Bandicoot villain. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No, he speaks very grandly. Okay. Of course. Shame babies. If he speaks at all, I think it's possibly uh, yeah, no, like telekinetic. Carved it into a rock. Why don't we just get a picture of the rock then? It's in Pangolinese. Yeah, of course. Your podcast continues to blossom from a little creature similar oh. to a naked mole rat baby into a fully developed curvy audio experience. Curvy? I'm glad to see this. Thick. With a double C. Yeah. We all must mature in our time. Mm-hmm. However, we must not forget that sometimes we must also curl up in a similar way to this embarrassing baby photo of myself that I have provided you with to protect our inner self babies from the hurt the outside world can bestow upon us. Is he saying that we're about to get an onslaught of hate mail? I think he's saying that we're all pregnant. Oh, with with pangolin children. Fuck. I missed the little terms and conditions where he says reading this out loud on air means you're now pregnant with my spawn. Remember the children you once were and be kind to them. Okay. For unlike myself, you do not have hard, shiny scale armor or noxious stink to ward off predators who not would yet. prey upon your vulnerabilities. Mm. What were the younger shame babies like and where did their vulnerabilities lie? Oh, wow. What a question. Then there's the embarrassing baby photo. Actually, I'm not embarrassing at no, all. It's Beautiful. Delightful. Um, Great genes. The vessel takes no responsibility for the podcast Pangolin's words, as I am merely his typist slash secretary slash scale scratcher. Similarly, I will not be doing a big old stab of you anytime soon. Promise. And then there's a little PS, which is a link to savepangolins.org. Is that a real thing? Is that a charity? Pretty sure. Let's have a look. It'd be a shame it was not. (laughs) It'd be a shame it was just like a comedy site. Yeah, it is. So we'll post a little link to that. Oh, no, they're... Oh, wow. They're the most illegally trafficked mammals in the world. What an (laughs) honour. Everyone wants their opinions on podcasts. Okay, yeah, we'll link to that. Um, And you can buy shirts and merch, of which 100% of the profits go to uh, pangolins. Pangolins. (laughs) Yeah, they just throw the money out. We'll we'll link to that in the episode then. Why Um, not donate to pangolins? What were you like as a little shame baby? I was very, very similar. I imagine you having been born in exactly this form. In exactly this mood. Yes. <laughs> Erratic. There is a a school photo of Isaac, I'm assuming from primary school, um, when you're quite young, like, in your living room at your house. And it is hot and, and fuck. I tell you what, Isaac was a 13 out of 10. <laughs> but uh, he has the same unimpressed, haughty stare. <laughs> Wow, I refute that. You used your own name as an example of a name that you love. (laughs) I can call you Haughty. Like, trapped within the eyes of that child. It's like, 
it was like a, a mirror of the how he will one, one day be trapped inside a robot. Mm. He was one day trapped inside the body of a child. That's true. Yeah, no, I was pretty similar. I was I was less uh, social. I, I less went, social? If you can imagine such a thing. <laughs> my life went through, like, started as hating everyone. And then I, thanks to my mum making me, like, socialise with people, developed social skills and then, like, really liked people for about three years. Yeah. And then that went down. <laughs> just too much now. And now yeah. I just hate everyone again. <laughs> so it's come full circle. How about you? Um, what was your vulnerability? What is your I was very fat as a child. <laughs> as a young child. Yeah. That is, was its own vulnerability. Mm. Um, I, I was also, I was quite similar in some ways. I actually used to be very nice. Oh yeah, I used to be quite. I used to be really, actually, really nice. Know. And then uh, sort of around GCSE, my mum still wonders what happened. <laughs> oh no, something <laughs> but, just broke. But I remember that uh, um, I have always had the sort of cynical and, you know, I'll admit it, haughty mm-hmm. side in, in me too. My dad, um, my dad's friend George uh, was down for a party once and he was telling a story about a time that my dad turned up to the pub with mm-hmm. me as is the East How London as is the East London way four okay. five and he like turned up apparently in quite a mood and just like sat me down on a stool yeah. and uh, and ordered Got myself a, a drink <laughs> <laughs> no I used to I used to down those Britvic orange juices lad I was literally famous for in one go gone wow I'd go through them like what nothing. weird skill. I know. I had just inhaled. Doesn't them. transfer very well. Oh, if I the, the jobs market. <laughs> <laughs> um, and George says that he asked my dad, "Yeah, what's um, what's up?" He was like, gestured to me. Uh-huh. Like, Him. He's like, "Why?" He went, we were on the way here <laughs> in the car, and uh, I went through the light as it went to amber Mm -hmm. and then up to red and from the back i apparently (laughs) said to my dad you do know you're supposed to stop for red lights don't you (laughs) wow and then you called the police on it yeah Yeah, no it's this it's this oaf driving me around (laughs) i swear to god you've never seen such a guileless buffoon (laughs) i've got a good story that i might have told on this podcast before but it's in my head it's a chat show worthy story oh, yeah. and I've not told it in a long time so you're delivery... saving it for Graham Norton yeah maybe I shouldn't peek too soon look guys I'll give you this exclusive <laughs> I there's a lot of context here don't worry about it I used to live in a castle Arundel Castle my mum was the nanny my dad was the chef of the Duke and Duchess of Arundel no no the Duke and Duchess of Norfolk they're called but they live in Arundel anyway I was in a castle I lived there for a year and a bit or something maybe longer and I was probably about three or four and as I am told this went down I was friends with my best friend there was a boy called Tom who will go on to be one of his older brother will be the Duke but he's Lord Arundel Tom something Fitz Alan Howard solid yeah and uh, we were like best friends he was about a year older than me I think maybe nine months or something and he used to like run around and play, as you would imagine, like it's a good place yeah. for dicking around a castle. Exactly. Um, and one day my mum overheard us, there's this big spiral staircase up to where, where our room was. And I think she overheard 
I was climbing it very slowly. He would he would go first, and I'd have to, I was like little, so I'd be climbing them like literally like they were. Mountains. Oh, and you were common folk as well, so yeah, exactly. Be leading the way, except that the conversation went as follows: as she heard it, kind of coming up and into into shot into ear, into ear. That's horrid. Um, what is it with you and stuff going into people's ears? Oh, I don't know. It's, uh, let me tell you, it doesn't carry over into any other it's aspects a kink. of my life. <laughs> Let's put a stop to that right now. Um, she heard him saying, so Isaac, is it true? Is it is it really true that you own this entire castle? <laughs> and she heard me climbing the steps. Yeah, yes, Tom. <laughs> I've just been telling the Lord of Arundel. <laughs> yeah, this is all mine. I let you guys stay. <laughs> it's fine, you don't if, have to pay me anything. If you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> just don't fuck with me, Tom. Lord Tom. And you'll be fine. So yeah, I, I guess I've always had a certain sense a bit of, of royalty internal in prestige. <laughs> Some call it a, a delusion of grandeur, but Some I call it narcissism. Say, I just say reality has yet to. Align. Some call you a narcissist selfie cunt. <laughs> I've not heard this. <laughs> um, but thank you for your email, podcast pangolin. Now, on the so- on the. <laughs> <laughs> I had sopic <laughs> and subject. I had such a, an already inelegant link segue, which is going to be on the topic of email. How <laughs> can, can email people us. email us? And I managed to fuck up even that. Look, if you've got a particular topic or subject that you would like us to talk about on the show, if you'd like our opinions on anything, if you'd like our advice, I want to hear how Noah got on with the Albanian girl. Yes, do get back in touch. (laughs) Did our did otherwise? (laughs) Did our advice help? If not, better than if so. If they get married, we're going to officiate that wedding, whether Noah likes it or Or not. not. (laughs) We're coming. Um, Well, you can email us tas at shame city. Why not? We love getting your <laughs> or emails. that's a shame at BT. <laughs> um, you else? can, uh, well, you can get in touch with us via the website, can't you? Shame.city slash contact. There's also shame.city slash review. Now, if you had a couple of minutes spare and you were looking for uh, an outlet for some of the inevitable praise that yeah. you have, you know, backed up, you don't you've want built to up. It. You don't become constipated <clears throat> with praise. No. There's no remedy for that. Except shame.city slash review or reviews you do that working out of that <laughs> I should probably make it so both go to the same place yeah. but for now that won't be the case and uh, how many stars do they want to check in uh, well it's between it's minimum five. Oh, well that's like a feature they've added to their website yeah you can't give fewer than what's five stars what's the point stars. of having the rest of the stars if they did manage to give us fewer than five stars if they managed to I don't know hack uh-huh. into the into the system or to something the whole internet uh, that's it collapsed the whole of iTunes is just gone. Gone. Well, you don't want that. Podcasting gets erased from history. We all forget what that it ever happened. a loss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how we Wherever left. would we be? <laughs> Without just the most middle class people spouting the least valuable. Not us. Our show's great. Yeah. Everyone else. Fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, reviews are very much We don't want to name names again. <laughs> You can listen to our bonus episode where we do. <laughs> um, yes, reviews are really good. They help the show. Because I don't really know how, but I'm told they do. They like boost our iTunes and all that. Sounds like a very convenient lie from iTunes. It does, though, doesn't it? Mm. To keep us all trapped in their horrid little game. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But do it, it anyway. Other than Strokes that, shame.city slash mail. Sign up for the mailing list. Well, there will definitively <laughs> be... I, I was thinking, by which I mean I just thought that we could do a bonus episode that's consti- constituted entirely out of like stuff we record at Alton Towers. Oh yeah, like, we do. Yeah, if we see a bit of shame happening 
If we see a little kid who's a live three. shame, <laughs> just boot him into this the kids are, Your kids are fucking three. <laughs> Pathetic. Um, yeah, so get on board the mailing list. We we won't spam you in any sense. We'll almost that. certainly have a lot of pictures to share from Alton Towers, Absolutely. and we will post those to the Twitter. Mm, Where can you find us on Twitter, Isaac? That's a shame. Cast is the place to be. You can follow me at Isaac BD, Declan at Cynical. Declan, other than that, Tell your friends about the show because, as we like to say, word, word of mouth, mouth is best of mouth. mouth. <laughs> That's weird. I hated every second of it. Hopefully the listeners did too. Yeah. Tell your friends about it. I've been Isaac. I've been Declan. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Come to you